I wanna be the very best. Like no one ever was. Bam, bam, bam. That's all I'm gonna do. I'm not gonna do the entire theme song. <laughs> Welcome okay. to Bad Movie Brunch, week three, with me, Luke, here in Chicago. And me, Katie, here in Los Angeles. L.A. Katie, L-L-A-T, Groat Singer. <laughs> uh, Luke, what is this? Th- well, this is Bad Movie Brunch. And what do we do? We fucking brunch about bad movies. <laughs> and and what are we brunching about today? Okay, today is Pokemon the movie, I Choose You. This is the 20th Pokemon film, uh, as I found out in my research last night and i remember i remember this happening kind of i remember seeing it was like one of those fathom events right where they were like this yeah. is going to theater for one or two days only or something and it was like back in november or some such shit and uh mm-hmm. i was like what is this because it looks like ash and it's like i see pikachu there and uh i see a lot of like old pokemon but then there's like got ho-oh in it and like uh like gold silver generation stuff that I know about pretty well, but then also a bunch of generations afterwards where I kind of cut off, which I don't know what the hell it is. And I was to understand it was sort of like a soft reboot. And that's, and that's basically what it is kind of, I mean, how far back do you go with Pokemon Katie? How far back? Yeah. I mean like, I, I know it's, I know you cause you're my friend, but for the audience, like what's your, what's your fandom history on Pokemon? Like, Oh, okay. Here we go. Okay. So, uh, when I was about five years old, I was flipping through the channels and I saw this show that I, I just blew me away. The colors, the action, just everything about it. I would describe it as the moment that I truly believed in love at first sight, because that's how I felt. It was true romance with this TV show. And I was totally obsessed with it, but I didn't know what it was called. So I begged my dad and he's, he's such a good dad because he just, like, listened to my five-year-old ramblings and then called up the cable company and tried to ask what the show was from the half-remembered, like, blatherings of his five-year-old daughter. <laughs> That's such a good but, dad. Uh, oh, my God. Thankfully, uh, <laughs> yeah, he's great. Raymond thankfully, Bell. Pokemon blew up into this, like, huge franchise. And it is, you know, some people have Harry Potter. Some people have Star Wars. Some people have Star Trek. Pokemon is my... Thing that I'm totally mm. obsessed with, that yep. I totally love the world with, that I totally become enmeshed with. It's my jam. Oh my god, me too. And it's like it's so ageless. I think I, I remember so right in that like yeah 1998 period where it kind of hit the scene, and it was one of those like later original Game Boy uh, introductions right before the Game Boy Color. And I remember we went to like a family Christmas. It must have been like Christmas '98 or '97 or you know right in that range where they were coming out. I can't remember exactly. And I remember my brother. Uh, had a Game Boy and at that Christmas he got like three copies of blue version and like two copies of red (laughs) version and I'm like what the fuck what is this and uh, I didn't I didn't have my own Game Boy yet and uh, I remember like staying and like him like popping in the games and like even having like go and like take some of them back because he had so many copies of it and I was like hey man can can I play and he's like nah man and I was like there are so many and then like finally graduated to like uh okay here here's what you can do i'll show you what's going on and you can play but don't you dare save the game because you know there's only the one save file and i'm like okay and he also like wouldn't uh 
he wouldn't tell me like you know you start out the game and it's like you get you have to go like you walk out into the grass and Professor Oak's like no you idiot you're gonna die and uh, even still you have to go and get that parcel but I didn't realize I had to get that parcel for Professor Oak and Viridian so I, I would keep like going through and that guy would be stopping me I'm like why can't I continue my Pokemon journey I don't understand like I don't have any Pokeballs <laughs> or any or any Pokemon this sucks uh, so it was, it was a real trial by error that was like games like Pokemon Red and Blue which in my opinion is are probably that's probably my favorite game ever made just the longevity that i can mm-hmm. still pop it in i mean even today on the train i'm rambling sorry but even on today on the train i uh i was doing like some method uh research for our pod and i was playing like pokemon yellow on my like pokemon game boy color on the train and people were like kind of give me a sideways glance but i'm like son you have no idea what kind of journey i'm on right now <laughs> like i'm on the run to viridian city okay <laughs> Uh, I totally get that. I um, I, I got it. Uh, so when I was a kid, I was obsessed with the show first. Like the show is what really grabbed me, the characters and the colors and the action and the friendship. Yeah. And um, But I, I didn't get the, the game. I didn't get a game. It was Pokemon Gold. That was my first one. Damn. And I got that when I was about eight years old. And it's one of the best Christmas gifts I ever got. And Tough. I remember when Crystal came out and you could play as a girl and it totally blew my mind. Absolutely. I was like, what? Lady Pokemon trainers, this is the best. So we love Pokemon. So when you mm-hmm. pop on Bad Movie Brunch and you see that we're on, it's only our third episode and we're talking about a Pokemon movie, um, that could be a little alarming. So I want to make sure everybody knows we do, in fact, love Pokemon. But that being said, <laughs> th- there is something so fucked up <laughs> in this movie that that's the whole reason I had to do the pod. I popped this on... Um, just wanting a boost of nostalgia. I was like, hey, didn't this Pokemon movie happen? And I get this way a lot. I'm just like start scouring the internet and like eBay and like my Game Boy collection and stuff like that. Just looking for like shots of adrenaline that I can shoot up with and reclaim small flashes of childhood wonderment. <laughs> so I was like, oh shit, there's a new Pokemon movie that's like, it's sort of like a reboot, right? And I saw it and there's Ash and I, I recognize this. So let's pop it on. And I started texting you throughout. And I was just like, hey, have you mm-hmm. seen this? Like, this is giving me life right now. Like, uh, <laughs> And then, like, things sort of devolved from there, and I was kind of like, okay, this is pretty good. And then we get to the end, and I'm going to – this is dessert first on Bad Movie Brunch today because much mm-hmm. like the gay subplot in Victor Frankenstein, we just need to talk about this because this is the whole reason I'm doing the pod. Pikachu talks in this movie, Katie. and It, it sure does, Luke. <laughs> and not and not like the P-Pika, P-Pika, like, you know what I mean? Just, like, saying his name. Like, other than Meowth in the anime and, like, Mewtwo, pretty much Pokemon – just say their name or like a noise like Krabby's like and like stuff like that (laughs) (laughs) but never in 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 my history of watching the anime or playing the games or anything like that have I ever seen anything like this where we'll set the scene and Ash is sort of like on death's doorstep and it's following sort of the old lore of like Pikachu this is Ash's Pikachu and he's so rambunctious and he never goes in his pokeball and they're all laid out mm-hmm. on this like mountaintop about to about to die in like this weird like trippy gray world and uh he's like Pikachu why don't you ever go in your pokeball and uh you know you expect Pikachu to like mumble his name back and instead Pikachu's all like it's because and i'm like oh what the hell and he's like it's because i always want to be with you and i was just like my stomach hurt i was like why like why can you why do you think that feels so wrong cuz like do you feel the same am i crazy like why does it feel so weird well for one thing uh it's never happened in the 20 year history 
And it's also because <laughs> so you ha- like this is inevitable, but the voice actress, the English voice actress that says that line is different than the original Japanese voice of Pikachu, which they we've never dubbed over because why would you? No. So it's a completely different voice, for one. And it, it, it just feels wrong oh. because I also think that part of Ash and Pikachu's bond is that they understand each other without it having to be spelled out for the audience, without having Pikachu having to talk. And it's such a weird twist that like totally takes away from like the coolest moment of the movie, a movie with lots of cool moments, undoubtedly. But Pikachu gets like destroyed in this battle and they're in this gray world on the verge of death. And like there's all these possessed Pokemon attacking Ash and like Pikachu crawls over to like like jumps over Ash like a like a pimp and it's just like don't worry man I got you like Ash turns on a shitload of Pokemon and he defends them and like they're all like firing on him and on Pikachu and like Pikachu's a hero and jumps in front of Ash to try and protect him and everything like that and then like we get this moment like it should just be the loving moment and I don't know why I'm so much more comfortable with Pikachu responding and just you know Pikachu babble but it just was like all right like there's no precedent for this there's like there's no there's no way to they've set it up like it just comes out of nowhere like it just rocked me like a freight train <laughs> yeah it's, it's very it's very odd and it it takes you completely out of the whole thing why would he like and i'm and i know like this is like hey asshole like we just we listen to you like wax poetic about like batman v superman and like victor frankenstein and like this is a sticking moment like just another just just another you know solid pokemon outing on a franchise that's you know brought joy to millions and you're gonna stick on pikachu talking that's the thing but yeah kind of because <laughs> like yeah this has always been pikachu with personality like pikachu's always had its own spunk especially ash's pikachu which is like a legendary like sort of you know usually if you just get a regular pikachu on the game he's kind of a punk like mm-hmm. <laughs> usually pikachu's kind of a shitty pokemon but within the anime and stuff like it's obviously a special one it just i don't know i'm glad it's a heroic moment but i don't feel good about it i felt so wrong like i had to like pop on i'm like you know what this is this is sacrilege and i had to like get on netflix and pop on some like indigo league uh episodes to like cleanse my (laughs) palate yeah palate uh palatine nice cool um Mm -hmm. (laughs) good one good one um (laughs) hey did you guys hear the palatine reference in the episode uh and i and then i started watching that and i was like oh well here's the thing, Luke, this kind of sucks too. So chill out. <laughs> like, uh, I started watching like just episodes of the original show that we love so much as kids. And I, you know, with a little time past that kind of sucks too. So, <laughs> you know, it's true. Well, well, because I mean, there's still a lot of good about it. I do think it's an excellent introduction and, and everything, but, but there's a lot of like weirdness to it. And a lot of things that don't make sense and people just going along with things just because, like, uh, Misty follows Ash to get her bike back. But, like, really? <laughs> for, like, a like, year? Yeah, for a year. Hey, Misty, you're and, not getting the bike. Uh, it's not happening. Yeah, yeah. And how are Team Rocket still employed? Team Rocket are the shittiest, like, rogue employees of any company ever. Like, yeah, <laughs> they shouldn't be employed, but they also, like, shouldn't be alive. Like, Team Rocket, no. like dies every episode they're in they're unkillable man maybe we could make an argument that team rocket are like the most invincible uh characters in all of animation you know what i mean (laughs) because they should die like twice an episode and they they they're the most you know just they persevere team rocket perseveres that they do uh 
I, is it cool if I get into the alternate timeline of this whole thing? Yeah, totally. So, like, yeah, the, if, to me it feels just sort of like, yeah, yeah, talk about it, because I want to hear, you made a very interesting comparison. Go ahead. Okay. So I think uh, it bears comparison in my mind to the recent Star Trek J.J. Abrams reboot series. Genius. It takes this original concept and creates a completely different timeline. So while elements of the fans of the original show remain, such as Ash's Pallet Town origins, relationship with Pikachu, and bonding with eventually adopting an abused Charmander remain, there's a definite split. Like, we don't get Misty and Brock. And no. says at, instead, Ash travels with these new characters, Verity and Sorrel. Charmander's trainer is different instead of some one-time mook. He's Ash's new rival, Cross. <laughs> and we never see, we never see Gary, which really hurts me. Because uh, he's my favorite childhood douchebag. Gary, Gary, he's our man. If he can't do it, no one can. He's just like that is one of the weird elements from the original show, is that Gary is a 12-year-old or 10-year-old child driving an automobile with... 20 year old cheerleaders slew of cheerleaders like later nerd and it's like oh man (laughs) gary you're so fly (laughs) yeah that that was something really weird to me to have um these replacement uh sort of characters because here's like it's weird because it's a double-edged sword because i like aspects of the replacements and then i hate it so i love the sort of the fact that this sort of reboot honors old lore and integrates it with new Pokemon and new characters, like the beginning part with Ash oversleeping and then getting the Pikachu classic right from the pilot. Um, mm-hmm. In fact, like the whole like opening thing before the credits in this is all is basically just the pilot episode, him taking on the Spearow and earning Pikachu's trust and everything else. Um, and then also we get like, yeah, Verity and um, Sorrel. So like Verity's Misty, but with less of a backstory kind of. And then, like, oh, Sorrel, yeah. Sorrel's the new Brock. I think, like, they're, like, directly the new Misty and Brock. Um, what bothers me about Verity is that she is just kind of watered down Misty. Like, she's not as sassy, and she doesn't come from a Pokemon trainer, or at least not a gym leader. She comes from a famous Pokemon trainer family. Her mom is a Pokemon celebrity. Yeah. Uh, but she has this kind of problem with her mom that she brings up and it's never resolved but at the very end i guess she got over it i'm gonna go see my mom and i'm like verity here you're whack we had no arc what happened (laughs) and and sorrel is interesting in that he wants to be a pokemon professor and everything and you always have to have like a serious person but i don't know i kind of miss brock as ash's g-rated perverted older brother figure yeah that was another thing going back and watching the anime after this is like brock is you know, just as Team Rocket is the most resilient of characters I've seen, like Brock is the horniest character, uh, like <laughs> that in recent memory. Like I, it's uh, oh my gosh, it's like any like <laughs> I, I couldn't stop. So I was watching like forty episodes, just binging him, and like <laughs> you, any any like general fem- like female gaze in his direction. He's like, oh, oh, excuse me, ma'am. And like all this like weird, like weird shit. I'm like, Brock, you need to, you need to chill in this. Brock, <laughs> you Brock- know what's really interesting about that is that Brock is, they never really call it out, but Brock essentially has a superpower because like if somebody is cross-dressing, he doesn't do that. He can like sense it. And he never does that to Team Rocket when they're in disguise. That's well, you know, Brock has standards. That's his superpower. <laughs> he, he only wants super hot Nurse Joys and Nurse uh, or in uh, Officer Jenny's. Um, mm-hmm. 
Yeah, and, and you know, like I missed Brock and Misty, and uh, you know these these new ones were okay, but they were kind of watered down, and they also had Pokemon that I didn't recognize because I don't know anything really after Crystal. Uh, there's a, yeah, they're from the like uh, Sinnoh, so like the fourth generation. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it could be they could, you could t- you could tell me anything, and I would I would have no clue. <laughs> I'd be like, all right, well, all right, that makes sense. And uh, yeah, you know the new cross kind of becomes the new Gary. Like I like that they did the Charmander getting uh, kicked out by his old owner. In fact, it was a little more hardcore in this one. Like he just kicks Charmander mm-hmm. right in the face. Like, <laughs> like just destroys him. Uh, and Cross is sort of Gary in this. Um, mm-hmm. He's the new. He's the new Gary. And maybe even like a little more like badass than Gary. Like Gary is snarky and he's like you know smelly later and all that stuff. But Cross is like evil like and until his turn at the end he's very they're having that battle and he's like ash is like well what about what about the weak and he's like they're trash and he's like <laughs> well and people who lose and he's like worse than trash and i'm like whoa <laughs> all right man you're like uh you're, you'd be a slytherin in harry potter okay <laughs> okay so um I, I, okay, so going back to the Verity and Sorrel really quick. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Uh, I totally understand why they created new characters for this movie. Yeah. Because uh, Pokemon has is a 20-year-old franchise, yep. and Ash, has, he's like the Doctor. I don't know much about Doctor Who, but he's like Doctor Who, or the Doctor, in the sense that he carries, he has different companions for different generations. Right. He kind of collects people. And people, not everyone is familiar with Ash and Brock, and not everybody's familiar with all the other ones, so they had to create a new set of characters for this movie. I totally get that. And with Cross, I think he's fascinating, because this movie actually tries to do something where they question Ash's core kind of being as a character, which is his kindness. Like, he's really a shitty Pokemon trainer. Yeah, definitely. He, uh, he doesn't think he's not great at strategizing. He just does it completely from the cuff. He's not terribly smart, honestly. His, but his connection to his Pokemon is his strength. Yeah, absolutely. And like they, and uh, oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. But that that doesn't always translate into actual winning. Like in the, uh, you've just seen a bunch of the anime, and he. Like Misty brings up all the time, uh, Brock and my sister felt sorry for you. Like he gets his first couple of badges just by being a decent human being, not by being a good Pokemon trainer. Pikachu beating Onyx in Pewter City is some of the most like awesome bullshit thing I've ever seen. (laughs) Whereas like Pikachu like (laughs) electrocutes like the water, the the water like um the fountains or what's the word i'm trying I know, to know yeah yeah emergency sprinkler fire sprinklers <laughs> like which why would i don't know i guess peter city is up to code so it has uh you know sprinklers <laughs> but like pikachu should be destroyed by that onyx and the fact that broad's brock, brock gives him the badge is like <laughs> yeah you're you're just kind of a piece of shit and i feel bad for you even in this he's like well, why did you become a trainer ash and he's like to make friends and i'm like okay well that's okay but you got to pick one then because if you're, you either want to be the greatest pokemon like trainer that ever lived and you know be the be the greatest and have all the badges and everything else or you want to be pals with these guys like brock brock knows his place he wants to be a breeder and like he's kind of out of the pokemon gym game back in the day um you know but but ash is like so like insistent that he's gonna be the the greatest ever live and uh i mean but he is consistently the chosen one that's true and even in this one 
mm-hmm. you, you kind of said it uh, to me the other day, but, but like kind of you've seen now something I know about you is you've seen, didn't you take a summer and watch every single Pokemon movie ever made? <laughs> I've seen 11 of them, including this one. So I, I just a little over half. Okay. Cause I remember you telling me like, I'm going to watch all of these. And is it, do the plots vary much or is it kind of the same thing no. over and over? I saw the first one, the Pokemon, the first movie. And then I saw Pokemon 2000. I remember those, that was still right when I was like really uh, adamant and like playing the games and devouring all the material and loving it as a kid. But other than that, this is the only other movie I think I've seen. So uh, I've seen and not only that, but I saw the first five in theaters. Damn. So that's how like intense this was. Uh, I saw the first one with my mom, and she was like, never again. And once again, my old man stepped up to the plate, and he fell asleep in movie theaters four other times for these <laughs> movies. So God bless. And um, But yeah, Pokemon movies essentially follow the same formula. Ash and company fall dick first into adventure. <laughs> Ash is the chosen one. Somebody is does Pokemoning wrong, and they spend the movie trying to help them Pokemon right. And Team Rocket either is just there or they actually do something with the plot. In Pokemon 2000, they actually do like a kind of heroic sacrifice thing. But in like almost all the other ones, they're just kind of like, hey, we're part of the series. I think it has to be in like the contract, like the Pokemon movie writing Bible that you have to include them no matter what, because they rarely make sense. I think maybe in like the seventh one where like they do something with a Relu, they uh, because I think Meowth gets kidnapped or something. They do something, but otherwise they, they're just always on the periphery. Yeah. Okay. And, and this one, he's sort of the hero again. Like he sees him and Pikachu see in the original pilot. It was like, I think just like a weird bird Pokemon or like a Pharaoh or something like that. But they retcon that and it's total fan service. They do a lot of fan service in this where they're like, that was Ho-Oh and you recognize. No, 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 it was Ho-Oh in the original. What, but did they ever, I didn't think they ever said that. I thought it was like, I thought that was fan theory. Is that for sure? Uh, yeah, that's for sure. But yeah, I don't think they ever followed up on it. Okay, interesting. Because I thought that it was like a bird. Because like that was uh, when it happened. That was like three or four years before Gold and Silver came out. I think maybe I'm wrong. Um, but in this well, one, it's Ho-Oh. originally. Oh, sorry. That's okay. <laughs> Tom, edit, edit this uh, out. <laughs> um, originally they they actually did plan Gold and Silver to be like the final Pokemon oh. before it like blew up. Okay, okay. So there was an idea that there were going to be another set, but they just thought Johto was going to be like the last hurrah. Interesting, interesting. Yeah, you're, you're a bit more of a historian on this. I'm kind of jealous, but but glad because yeah, I get to be track. a student of you. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, and uh, so basically he sees ho and he gets the uh, feather drops and he finds out that this is the uh, the rainbow wing, right? And if mm-hmm. and if you ever like you know Ho-Oh, which is basically God, uh, in a sense, is uh, only drops those. It's rare to even see the bird, but it's even rarer to be looked favorably favorably upon and get the uh, thing. And Ash is sort of like this chosen one, and the kind of spends the whole movie trying to, you know, building toward finally meeting Ho-Oh. But even when he meets Ho-Oh, <laughs> which he does inevitably, he's like, uh, Ho-Oh, let's have a battle and i'm like okay come on man like you are so one track like this is why cross is kind of more of a badass than you man like i'm not saying go around and kick your charmander in the face but you gotta like you gotta have some focus here ash like this is why this is why you're still not the 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 greatest trader that ever was in 20 years you know yeah 
And, and the thing about usually when you face off with a legendary in these movies, which was a really interesting choice on the part of the movie makers, that's your big like climactic moment. And here it was just like shrug implied action. Yeah, definitely that. And then and then of course the other climax of Pikachu talking, which what the fuck? <laughs> and, you know what? I'm gonna even try to defend it a little. I'm I'm not done with this. Pikachu talking, not done with it. Can't handle it. But here's mm-hmm. maybe my theory, because I rewatched it again last night just to be like, do I got this? Am I an asshole? Is this the worst thing I've ever seen, or is it the best thing <laughs> I've ever seen? Like, let's be objective here. This whole point of bad movie brunch is let's give things their full due. And I'm like, Ash is kind of clouding out there. Uh, mm-hmm. He is kind of like a, on the verge of death because he kind of dies in this movie. Uh, which he does a lot. Yeah, he dies a lot. He, you know, mm-hmm. and so maybe he imagines it, or maybe my other theory is like, since Ash is this rainbow champion, like blessed by Ho, the rainbow bird with the rainbow uh, wing, uh, if maybe like for that second he can understand Pokemon speak or something. Uh, I don't know. I, I that's me trying to make excuses for it. I think. Do you have any thoughts? It was my understanding that he's totally having a vision because he, when he like Jedi's away. Okay, so when uh, when he vision quests uh, right mm-hmm. there at the end uh, in like the sort of like black and white, and then he dies, and they're like separated by dimensions, where Pikachu and him are on the same mountain and they can hear each other, but like Ash is like a ghost. It's pretty damn sad, actually. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay, so I guess if you look at it that way, it didn't actually happen. So. They're not saying Pikachu talks now. Um, no, 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 no. Okay, good. And there's also, like, you, you mentioned that they're separated by dimensions and everything, and it's, because, like, with the first one, what brings Ash back from the dead are the tears of Pokemon. Like, they're oh, just yeah. like, yeah, whatever, that that's it. And in this one, I, I think that it might be that ho was there, and it's implied earlier that he... Rose, um, like uh, Entei, Suicune, and Riku or Raikou yeah, or whatever. The three doggos. And I think that he brought him back from the dead, so he totally got resurrected somehow. But uh, it, it was confusing during the first watch. Totally, it's so weird. And I guess I, yeah, I will admit it didn't make me as uncomfortable the second time. So, you know, I'll take this one on the chin. I'm just being a bitch about this, but <laughs> I'll admit it. But it was enough to to jar me to you know bring on this podcast just because. God, it's such a weird choice. But <laughs> okay, another weird thing that goes on, and this is my shit dream sequence. Now mm-hmm. we have the um we have the one where he's kind of like dying near at the end, but there's this one part where Ash like dream sequence is out and he's in this weird like black and white world where Pokemon don't exist and he's like oh I'm late and Professor Oak's just like a teacher and he's like going to school like a regular nerd like uh and he looks at the sky and he thinks he sees Ho but it's just an airplane and he forgets Pokemon even exists and it's sort of to be like is that supposed to teach him a lesson in the narrative of this film what did you make of that I thought it was just it was really it made me uncomfortable it was really jarring I'm so glad we're talking about this okay. because it was such it was such a bizarre moment. I don't think it's ever happened where in a Pokemon movie or in any Pokemon thing I've ever seen where they actually make reference to the real world. Oh, it's so and weird. It's, and it's straight up Japan. That's the thing is that he, I mean, Pokemon takes Kanto, uh, the first four generations totally take place in Japan. And it's supposed to be a Japanese school, but Ash isn't wearing a uniform because they were also like, 
is Japanese, but we also got to sell this to like international markets. So nobody's wearing a uniform. And it's almost like they're saying that you're not able to be a part of the Pokemon world if you don't have kindness or like you lose your uh, ability to be a trainer, to be a master if you lose your innocence. Yeah. And, you know, it was the saddest part of the movie. And uh, I was like really like stunned by it, like sort of like in my stomach again, like not in the way where Pikachu talking gave me the heebie-jeebies, but in the way of like, <laughs> why is this so depressing? And then I realized this is depressing because this is our real life. Like we were those kids mm-hmm. looking out the window, yeah. and, but we had the bridge. The only bridge we had to this beautiful Pokemon world was our Game Boy games or the anime itself. Like even still, like, yeah, we got to have that and we got to live in a world where Pokemon, you know, existed in our minds. But Ash gets to live this life where he like catches Pokemon and he lives the Pokemon journey for real. Like if we're to if we're to think about it in like terms of if this character was real life. So Ash hasn't grown up. He gets to go on all these adventures, but he never gets to progress. He never gets to be a Pokemon master. And part of the series, I think the argument is that the journey is more important and the like better to experience than actually winning, but he never actually gets to reach his goal and he never gets to grow, which is so sad. So, so even though you do have that kind of loss of innocence with this gray world, we get to progress and he doesn't. That's true. And it's sort of like for, but, but Ash gets to be immortal. So it's like mm-hmm. the price of immortality and getting to live your dream forever is you'll never reach the pinnacle, whereas we get to accomplish new things, but we're finite. Did you ever expect we'd be getting this deep on this episode? <laughs> this is the deepest we've ever gone. Like no. I'm, I'm so depressed right now. I'm looking, I'm looking out the window at downtown Chicago, and I'm just like, I'm in the gray world. <laughs> like I'm like, this sucks. <laughs> I can't. I'm not a I Pokemon think the gray master. World is so bad though, because we do, we do get that duality where we get to, you know, progress. And even though we're finite, we do get to visit these Pokemon worlds, either in these uh, movies or in the games. We got to be a part of that for a time, and now we get to move on. Ugh. God, you're so we can still go back. You're so smart. It, it, it'll never be the same as when we were children, but it's still something. I know. That's why I for, that's why I play these still. Like I still play at least red and blue and sometimes yellow just to be like, remember how you felt, man? And every now and then it's weird. It's like I can get a little like static, like fuzzy memory. And it's always it's like a one percent charge of like how it used to feel as a kid, like playing anything, playing Pokemon Puzzle League on N64 would give me like a <laughs> hundred charge. And even now, like I love it, but it's still it's like you're right. I can never reclaim that stoke like that, that sort of like stoke that fire the way it, it, it used to be and ash gets that all the time but yeah oh my gosh this is this is a real breakthrough what a therapy sesh we're having today like <laughs> bad, bad movie therapy and i'm gonna start crying the, uh, but you know what was oh, the yes. other the power of nostalgia that's the power the, you know the other um the other saddest thing in this movie was we sort of had the henry frankenstein uh story from last week back again in this narrative do you know what i'm talking about I don't. What, okay. what do you mean? So we're talking about the new Ash and Misty, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. I got it. So we got the new Ash and Misty, and Misty's backgrounds kind of have ass or whatever. But new Brock Sorrel here, he, his is fucked. <laughs> it's so messed up. Like he goes out in the snow, and we see, you know, his Pokemon goes out to save him as a child, and his Pokemon like keeps him warm. And like when he wakes up from like passing out from the cold, the Pokemon is frozen eyes open in like a block of ice yep 
Yep. And I have, okay, so that's really sad and could have been so awesome. God. But the problem with that is that they, the just, movie just does not care about these side characters. <laughs> so Sorrel could have been, like when we first meet him, he could be very standoffish and he could be not into Pokemon. And over the course of the oh, film, he kind of learns to accept Pokemon once he finds a new partner and is able to move on. And that's his arc. But he doesn't have an arc. He's saying, he says it himself that he had an arc off screen, which isn't compelling and doesn't really do anything for the, ner- for the narrative that we're experiencing. Are you saying this is an inconsistent narrative, Katie? <laughs> How dare you? The 20th Pokemon film is airtight. Um, yeah, but it's like, God, like that's up there with the, the terrifying gray world, the, the Pikachu talking, Charmander getting kicked in the face. This is right up there with like the image of they show him like screaming and like crying as he's yeah. pulled away from his frozen dead Pokemon. Like it was, oh my God, it, it really took me to a dark place. Like, why does this movie keep taking me to so many dark places? I don't want to go. Oh, uh, and uh, you know what was the biggest slap in the face for having these whack ass replacement characters is we get Ash and we get uh, Brock and Misty, but in the credits, did you watch the credits? Yeah, and then they appear. Yeah, but it's just like a flash of them looking like sort of sadly to the camera, like individually, and then also it's like Tracy, like the photographer one from like the Orange Island eps and stuff, is there, mm-hmm. and I'm like cool, but like I would have rather you guys just be in the movie instead of these newbies. Uh. And, and it, it's it's weird because I, I don't know about you, but that made me feel emotions. I was I was like, why why include them? Because now you're just making me wish again that that they were just around, or that instead of seeing like the back of Gary's head, he would actually be there. Well, you know, but here's the thing: I I contest that uh, that Gary was not in the movie because uh, at the very beginning. Uh, when Oak's like, oh, another trainer came and got this Pokemon before you. And that voice right there is better than the Oak voice they had in this movie. Everybody's wrong sounding in this and it sucks. But <laughs> the uh the uh the the trainer that like they do like a little flash flashback like cut to, you know what I mean? It's a uh, it's Gary getting a, uh, one of the three Pokemon. Oh yeah, yeah, no no no. I I that's what I mean by the back of his head. Oh, okay. I thought you meant like in the credits or something. But even still, like at least yeah, it's like you're right. At least they acknowledge his existence, but whatever. Well, another thing that's really interesting about Ash's whole arc with Charmander, because he goes through this thing where he's like, all yes. Pokemon are special, and then he like takes care of Charmander totally. and he helps him be stronger by believing in him. Mm-hmm. And he, you know, he evolves and he's awesome and everything, but he loses to Cross at some point. Yeah. And then he has this whole thing like maybe I'm Pokemoning wrong, and that sends him to this spiral. And something that I never really thought about, but is interesting in the context of this movie, is that at the beginning, when Ash is choosing the Pokemon, it, his choices, in order, are Squirtle, Bulbasaur, and Charmander. Charmander's not even, like, the first two out of the three. He's the last choice. Weird. That's so weird. And the the Charmander storyline, which, now that we're talking about it, is maybe the most interesting throughline of the whole movie. So here's where, yeah. where, like, sometimes I don't like these retconning the old lore. Like, sometimes, like, we're talking about, it's kind of pissing me off. But one retcon that works, like, gangbusters for me is... Charmander, uh, in this movie, Ash saves him and he becomes his pal and he evolves to Charmeleon and then Charizard. He's just awesome. He's just a hero of a Pokemon. He's nice and respectful mm-hmm. and like loves Ash as a friend. In the anime, it was the most frustrating thing of my entire childhood where you've got Charizard here, who's the cool... Like, I mean, Charizard 
is cool. Like, you know what I mean? Like, everything mm-hmm. cool about Pokemon is Charizard, especially as a kid. If you had, like, the holog- the holographic Charizard card was what you wanted. Oh, you wanted Charizard on, on, on your Game Boy cartridge. Like, you wanted Charizard. He was a badass. But in the show, he was such a dick. He was always so mean. Like, Charmander was, like, sweetheart. And then Charmeleon was, like, kind of an asshole. And then Charizard... I can't even. I couldn't even root for him because he would just dick Ash over so frequently. But they fixed it in this. They're like, this is this is no sassy Charizard that doesn't love Ash and respect him as a trainer. This is one who's like, hey, thanks for saving my life and loving me, dude. I'm gonna pay it back by being a good Pokemon. Yeah, I, I really like what they did with Charizard. I, I agree fullheartedly. Like, uh, and and I also think that it's it's really interesting that they actually use Charizard to give Ash a character struggle. Totally. Charizard gets like his own art or well, Charmander to Charmeleon to Charizard. That uh, Pokemon gets the maybe the most compelling arc of the movie because time and time again. So he's he's ditched by his owner and has to like like nearly dies, has to uh, learn to like trust uh, humans again. And by becoming Ash's Pokemon and with love from him and good training evolves mid battle into Charmeleon and uh, then eventually evolves into Charizard. And multiple times after being ditched by his owner has to face him once more in battle. Like it's very compelling to see to see him like have to, you know, face the face face the person that uh faces abuser basically like charmander has to mm-hmm. face the abuser not once but multiple times in in the heat of battle literally because it's like that dope ass fire on fa- uh, fire battle where he's charizard and it's like him versus that incineroar which of new pokemon that i've never heard of that one was kind of rad um <laughs> yeah and like that that arc of like having to you know from the ashes like be reborn uh is really really cool uh, not only that, but but then something they they I they didn't really do, and they didn't have to, so it's fine. But you have this also complex thing where, like, sure, Charmander is saved from this abuser and taken in by this new trainer who, like, is like, I'm gonna love you and take care of you. But Ash does have that moment where he's where he thinks that Charmander is weak, where he kind of goes back yeah. on his like. Usually in the in the series, he's very consistent about how you should Pokemon, and here he's actually kind of going back on it. And they could have had this whole thing where Charmander is looking at Ash and being like, you're not any better. Yeah, totally. He, he, he very well could have. And that seeing that moment of Ash being like, well, Pikachu would have won that battle. And like, that's what having those thoughts is what causes him to go in that trippy ass horrifying uh, dream sequence anyways, which I maintain is like <laughs> going to frighten me for, you know what? I had a nightmare last night and it was probably because of that. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? <laughs> Did like, you woke, go to the gray world? I didn't go. To, I don't remember what happened. I just woke up remembering being like being really panicked and it must've been like a world where Pokemon didn't exist or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> and uh yeah it was uh it was a dark dark place um yeah and, and you know ash has always got a lot of staunch opinions but he's open to learn and that's like why ash is sort of like the ultimate see yourself in a character like hero you know what i mean i think most mm-hmm. people can put themselves in his shoes and uh his struggles and follow his pokemon journey like as if it were their own um however maybe the most fucked up thing about pokemon lore is you're going on this adventure when you're 10. Like, how do we, how do we feel about that? I think when I was a kid, I was like, Oh yeah, yeah you would get so murdered. Oh, there would God. just be dead children everywhere. Or maybe like Pokemon world is like save for team rocket. Like not very crime ridden. You'd think of the world where you have all these animals being used as weapons. It would be like the most dangerous thing in the world. 
Oh, absolutely. But but I, I think that's why they give you your partner at the beginning. And it's like you've got to go through these paces and grow and the world is dangerous. So bring along your Pokemon partner. My thing also is that I love Pokemon. Again, it's my world that I would love to be enmeshed in. But God, I hate camping. And there's so many shots of camping in this. And I just, mm, I just... I wouldn't be able to do it. No, no, I'm Couldn't not much. Of, I'm not much of a camper either. <laughs> uh, I'm not much. I don't want to sleep on the ground in Viridian Forest and have like caterpies crawling up my leg and shit. Like these four foot long bugs and stuff like that. Like if if I saw a bee drill and per, you know what? Fuck, fuck the Pokemon world. Like, actually, you're right. The gray world that we live in is fantastic because if I saw a bee drill in person, I would never leave my apartment ever again. <laughs> ever. That would be the scariest thing of all time. <laughs> They've got these big your like team of Oddish would just surround you and uh, help you out on that one. Katie, if you got to live your own Pokemon adventure and you're not beholden to the original three starters, you can still pick them. But if you're not beholden to the original three starters, we're always held to in the video games and in the the show. Who would you want to start your Pokemon journey with? Say it's your tenth birthday and you you're catching a Pokemon, you're being given a Pokemon. Who do you want to start with? Does it have to be Kanto? It doesn't. I won't be able to comment as much. But who cares? Okay. I, I, that's, my, that's my fault for being a lame duck. Because I am a, a Johto girl. Oh, I like Johto. And my favorite one, yeah, and, and my favorite one was Mareep, the electric sheep. Hell yeah, Mareep is dope. Yeah. Very, so that's what I would roll with. Okay, yeah, for me, it's it's I'm an Oddish boy, you know this. Mm-hmm. Like me and an odd, I mean, we'd get fucked up. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, we'd get the we'd get the shit kicked out of us by uh, most Pokemon until I got like a team to surround my Oddish with. But Oddish mm-hmm. is adorable. It's an insanely helpful Pokemon in battle. What with the absorbs and the absorbing the ability to sleep powder, poison powder, paralyze people, uh, cut HM. Like you can do so flash HM. You can. It's the most. Uh, you can use it for so many things. It's like the Swiss Army knife of Pokemon. And not only that, but it's a three evolution Pokemon, so it's got that strength. You know what I mean? We got the Oddish to Gloom to Vileplume. Like, that'd be my best pal. Plus, um, you probably get all stoned off of, like, Gloom's Vapors, right? Like, <laughs> like I, I don't even know. I, I, like, 10, 10 years old with Oddish, I'm like, I'm going on a Pokemon journey. 11 years old with my Gloom, I'm like, yo, man, you guys want to go get some rice balls? <laughs> some donuts this. as they called them in the yeah, show yeah all these donuts i'm like brock it's rice i see it <laughs> so this is true when i was a child i did not understand that those weren't donuts like i just thought those were a different kind of donuts so i have this very specific memory of being in kroger with my brother and he was like let's get some donuts and i was like yeah and i was looking for those donuts and i was terribly crushed that you'll i couldn't find, find them. them you'll never find them <laughs> um yeah, and they did that like a, like multiple times where like this is too confusing for American kids, so we'll change it, which made it more confusing because they're eating those rice balls in the old anime, and they're like, "Oh, aren't these donuts great?" And I'm like, "Are you fucking with me?" Like, I know, what, <laughs> I know what rice looks like. <laughs> Come on, man. I apparently didn't. Yeah, like, uh, and then uh, they, there was like other ones. I, I remember looking through the internet and seeing like there was like episodes where like. Uh, they'd frame by frame, like, here's what it was in the Japan version. And it's like a dude, like, holding a gun, like, pointing it on, like, Ash and them. And then it's like, here's how it is in the American Pokemon. And then the gun's just gone. <laughs> you know what I mean? He's, like, pointing <laughs> at them or some shit. <laughs> it's like, well, I mean, American kids can't know guns exist. Bum, bum, bum. So, would you recommend this movie? I think, um, 
All right, on multiple grounds, I would recommend it for different things. So if you're looking mm. to just if you're a big if you're an old time Pokemon fan like us and you grew up with it, um, I think it's worth watching because they they show all the old Pokemon you know and love um, in brilliant brilliant new new age animation. It looks so oh, pretty, it's gorgeous, and oh they do God. the Butterfree thing. Yeah, they do the Bye Bye Butterfree, but it wasn't as sad. Uh, like thank god because i didn't need to cry more after all the like <laughs> after seeing the frozen <laughs> the pokemon freezing to death for sorrel um yeah they did that uh they did a lot of old things where i'm like it's nice to see this again so i would recommend it uh, on the grounds of it's pretty cool to see things this old way i would also recommend it on the grounds if you want to see something fucked up and see pikachu talk <laughs> but that would be like that'd be <laughs> more like hey just watch the last 20 minutes <laughs> and then thirdly i think if you've never seen pokemon i think maybe that's why this movie was made like i'd recommend yeah. it if a kid is like just a little kid maybe the same age we were around like five six when this stuff was uh really hot um and you didn't know po- anything about pokemon i think this would be a very logical jumping on point to sort of like generally give you here's how the world works and here's what's going on and it's just like a sort of introductory story to a whole other like dimension you know what i'm saying yeah, absolutely. I agree with all of those points. And it, also, me, yeah. um, I I wanted to mention this because this kind of cracked me up. I was curious as to what the Rotten Tomatoes score of this movie was. Not good. And um, here's the thing. Out of all the movies we've talked about thus far, this has the highest score. Are you shitting me? What's the score? <laughs> it's So this holds a 43%. Oh my God, that's the best one. <laughs> Oh, we suck. Well, you know what? It ain't called it ain't called good movie brunch, listeners. No. <laughs> BBS, by the way, stands at twenty seven. Twenty seven. And Victor Frankenstein is our lowest at twenty four. Well, that's I disagree. I disagree heartily, but you know, whatever. <laughs> that's maybe I don't know. I guess that makes sense because this is a solid film, and those two are us like kind of defending like <laughs> very flawed films. Like, I guess narratively, this one does make the most sense. But it's apples to oranges. This is like a kid's movie. You know what I mean? Yeah. I do think that reviewers tend to go a little bit easier on kids' movies. But, you know, I have all sorts of feelings about that. Yeah. And, you know, for all the things uh, I, you know, I've kind of complained about, I will stake my life on the on the animation. Like, even, like, there's, like, oh, that yeah. credit sequence, which is so rad. And, like, we're going through and, like, Ash, like, falls in the water and, like, a Gyarados comes by and takes a snap at him. And, like, there's mm-hmm. a lot of just, like, uh, a lot of, like, hero shots of, like, just groups of Pokemon, like, from Kanto and stuff that I recognize. Like, being able to see them all again and just be, like... You know, you're so limited on the games as a kid, and so it was so crazy to watch the anime and see all these Pokemon that you really, like, a lot of times couldn't catch or rarely see in the in the game. And to see them all together is still, like, it's like, oh, isn't it neat that they're all there? Like, it's such a, like, a, like a throwback, like, knee-jerk reaction to me that I'm like, oh, my gosh, Ash is fighting a pincer. I've never had one of those. And, like, stuff like <laughs> that. Also, while all of that is going down, Jason Page, who sang the original theme song, came back to sing it again. Was Oh my god, it didn't even sound like the same person. Yeah, well, he's older. 
well, yeah, okay. Well, was he like a young man before? <laughs> was he like prepubescent? <laughs> was he like prepubescent? Yeah, really young. I mean, and you know what's really weird is that he's like toured with Aerosmith and stuff, and this is what he'll always be remended for. This is his legacy is being the singer on the Pokemon theme song. It's a hell of a legacy, and they like they'll never let you forget the song. song on the anime. The shows are like 20, 20 minutes long, and they begin and end the episode at the entire credit sequence. So if you're watching the show binge uh, binge watching it at home. In the span of an hour, you'll hear it like four and a half times, <laughs> which is unreal. <laughs> uh, it's a great song, though, so I jam to it every time. I'm always like, oh, what a great song. It's true. I work out to it. I mean, you can, it work, gets me pumped. You can work out to it. You can go to sleep to it. You can brush your, mm-hmm. brush your teeth to it. Uh, so, yeah, the animation Damn. dope as hell. If you're, a fan of, if you're a fan of pretty looking things, this is definitely a movie for you. I mean, the fucking – I spent time just looking at the trees – and I was like, yeah. yo, man, like we've got this is a movie packed with glorious battles. And if you like Pokemon, uh, you want to see them, you know, mix it up. And that's cool. But at the same time, like, oh, my God, those are like the prettiest trees I've ever seen like in in animated form. Um, you know, and like I said, there's a, a, a lot of little things that sort of fan service or like paint the world in a really funny way. Uh, when he goes to see Professor Oak at the beginning, he's like using a watering can that looks like a squirtle. <laughs> Yeah, and I was like, "Cool, that's enough. That's enough for me. I'll watch this movie ten times over just because that cool thing." <laughs> Were there things like aside from what we've already talked about? Like, is there anything that was just like I listed this? I did two categories on this, like on my sort of notes, and I'm like, things I mm-hmm. liked, and the other category was called not quite my tempo. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> was there anything that like just blatantly did not work for you? Uh, I, I think I've already mentioned it. Okay. Uh, just. Like Pikachu talking, Team yeah, Rocket not death, doing anything, death. and Verity and Sorrel being bland. How annoyed were you by the wrong-sounding voices on everybody? I mean, like, what can you do? It I, it used to really bother me when I was a kid, and they switched Veronica Taylor for the new gal, but, like, now it's just like, eh, time like, marches on. Like, Ash, I'm like, okay, it sounds pretty close, but Oak is, like, bad. The Team Rocket and Meowth, I'm like, don't even be in this movie if you're going to sound like shit, Team Rocket and Meowth. You know what's like, also weird is that I'm pretty sure guy that voices Brock was the announcer at the beginning of the movie. Oh, and I loved how they like they still treated this like an old timey uh Pokemon uh episode where they're like oh, Ash and our young heroes like that sort of thing and then like mm-hmm. ended it with like the there's they're on a Pokemon journey and tune in next week like you know what I mean? But a thing that was also not quite my tempo is I'm like if you're going to do this you damn well better have the uh, the, the balls to do a poke rap at the end. Like <laughs> Like, oh, oh, yeah, okay, I guess I don't want to learn all 150 Pokemon in an interesting and vaguely rhyming way. Like, come on now. Yeah, sure, I don't want a Poke-Rab. Why do you think I'm watching? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> you're going to have Pikachu talk, and then you're not going to ha- hit me with the Ammonite Slowpoke. <laughs> what, and Pikachu just raps at the end? Oh, my God. That's <laughs> how you save it. That's how you save it. Like, here's if I make that movie, like, I would just cut it right where Pikachu's about to talk. And then it's just like, uh, it's time to loosen those lips. It's time to poke rap. And like, oh, that would be the shit. But in that weird Pikachu voice. And then I would just end the movie. I would give no resolution to anything. I'd just be like, well, hope you enjoyed. And, uh, well, there's 150 Pokemon. You got to watch all five days to learn them all. Catch them, mm-hmm. catch them, gotta catch them all. Gotta catch them all. Gotta catch them all. Pokemon. I wanna be the best. 
there ever was. <laughs> Let's do that as an as an outro here in a few because I like that. <laughs> uh, so yeah, the wrong sounding stuff, the no poke rap. I'm like, whatever. And you know, I think if the the thing that did this best, like what they're kind of doing with this, where they sort of soft reboot it or whatever. Did you ever watch Pokemon Origins? Yeah, yeah, I would highly recommend Pokemon, oh, Origins. Pokemon Origins. I think that um, we've done Ash, and I think focusing on Red is w- what would freshen up the franchise. Pokemon Origins, and for for those not in the know, is sort of like uh, a mini series, uh, and it's like a, it's like a collection of like four or five shorts, I think, where it starts out and it's just it's just red and blue version. It's just the Game Boy. Uh, like it's the exact story. Like yeah, on red and blue, the anime vaguely goes in the same cities and stuff. But there's a lot of side adventures and stuff that didn't happen in the game. This is just the game. Like it even like I remember the opening screen was even like the like a Game Boy like bling like clicking on and doing like the Game Boy screen and you just you're just red and it's just like the game where red never talks. You just constantly talk to by people and uh, you go through. The only problem about that was it glossed over a lot of things because it was a mini series. I'm like, dude, make me make me a, a trilogy of films where we're just like going. through through the red and blue version uh, and going getting all eight badges and battling the elite four and catching all 151 as red that was so compelling and did so much like fan service like taking care of like here's what you wanted to see from the games uh on the big screen and stuff that was my favorite pokemon like animated thing ever did i drop the mic katie did you disconnect no <laughs> no, I'm here. I, I totally agree with you. Katie, much yeah, like um, much like the listeners, has been bored to death by my rambling. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Pokemon Origins is the way to do it, and it, I think that we're running out of time here. Yeah, we got a couple more minutes. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm just fucking around. We can wrap up. Uh, I've said everything pretty much I need to say about this movie. Don't watch this. Watch Pokemon Origins. No, wait, Katie, one last thing. Pitch me if you were going to make a live action film because they're doing the first, like, like they're doing Detective Pikachu as they're outing, like, with Nintendo and stuff. But if we were going to do a live action flick, what would you do? Oh, my God. Okay. I actually have been thinking about this a lot. So uh, what I would do, I wouldn't do a film. I would do an ESPN 30 for 30 series where in each episode we follow a champion from a different region and the pilot episode would be red and I would have him be deaf. So not only is this kid like from a small town and he's a nobody and he's deaf and nobody thinks that he can like train Pokemon because not only can he not hear, but he's not very confident in speaking how can he communicate with pokemon because it's usually like very verbal but he learns to use it to his advantage and his pikachu actually can understand him and that's what helps with their bond and he despite all the odds and coming from a small town with a single mom and being deaf he rises through the ranks defeats pokemon yakuza that is team rocket and comes out on top you are the coolest person i know (laughs) (laughs) that is like sounds like the coolest thing ever I, I hope to god that like somebody one day hears this and just gives you the job just says hey make this katie grotzinger <laughs> like you are <laughs> you are the new uh you're, you you should be like you should be the jj abrams of pokemon timeline like you should reboot it i would trust it in your hands over probably anybody god i would love that that would be like an ideal gig who would you cast as a lead we can go we'll say it on three one two three miles teller i don't know <laughs> <laughs> I, I think it's kind of. I don't of a, have any ideas for a lead. I, I have an idea for a story, but but I, I couldn't tell you a lead. Okay, I would. Uh, I would. I'm want, sorry. Who is your lead? Oh, it's Miles Teller. 
Oh. <laughs> and I would I would want to I would want to play uh, Lieutenant Surge. So I just be like, oh, poor oh, yeah. baby. Right, there's let's... also a Pokemon War movie where it's everything has been decimated because there's that fan theory that Pokemon, the first game, takes place out of a war, and that's why there are no adults and children are just running around. And Lieutenant Surge talks about the war. So there's also like a verse like Saving Private Ryan, but with Pokemon, and he falls in love with a Nurse Joy. Yep, that is definitely the version I'd like to see. That's that's fucking incredible. Now, that Pokemon War theory is my favorite one. Mm-hmm. <sighs> well, if you didn't like Pokemon, you probably tuned out by now. And it was a shit. Episode. And it was a shit episode. If you liked Pokemon, well, you know, hit us up on social media. Like, go to our Bad Movie Brunch Facebook. Send them, send us a message. Let's talk about stuff. And if you guys like, also, if you have like suggestions and like movies you want to hear us talk about, uh, let us know. Like, shoot us a message. Like, we're always open to new opinions, and we're always looking to watch something new that we can, you know, complain about and like fall in love with all at the same time. Absolutely, hit us up. All right, that's another week of Bad Movie Brunch in the books. I've been Luke Taylor. I've been Katie Gretzinger. Take care, everybody. Brunch with us next weekend. We love you. I want to be the very best like no one ever was.